Hey everyone, Jacob here from That Time We Woke Up in a Podcast and Had to Explain Manga, our heated adventures over analyzing manga we find interesting, aka the Over Manga Cast. This week we're serving up Crazy Food Truck by Rokuro Okaki. It's quite a trip, so come along with us and enjoy the ride. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Over Manga Cast. My name is Sam, and as always, here at the top of the show, we talk about what our familiarity with the uh, property we read this week is. Uh, as for me, um, I, I, I kept correlating this with Odd Taxi in my brain, and that's really about it. Other than that, I had no idea what this was. So, what? I, I, odd Taxi? Crazy food truck? Vehicles. It, are you, are you confusing it with the Sega game Crazy Taxi? No. <laughs> okay, jeez. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, Jacob, how about you? Uh, what's Crazy Food Truck? Okay. <laughs> what's so crazy about it? Well, <laughs> we learned that's, that's objectively quick. untrue, Jacob. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I, I'm asking the question. It's not rhetorical. It's got a gun. It becomes crazy. Yes. Anyway, uh, Matt, how about you? Um, so I was real interested in this when the first volume came out. Um, and that kept my interest long enough to read the second volume when it came out. And I never actually did get around to reading volume three until we uh, did it for this podcast. So this was a good excuse for me to clean up the reading of this. All right. And Jay. Hadn't heard of it before. This is first time. So, uh, with that, we can dive right into our story with uh, the classic, immortal opening page of Making Bacon. Making Bacon. Crispy, crispy, bacon, bacon, bacon. Look, we, we start off with our main character, Gordon Goliath, and this man channels Jake the dog in that he has a different song for every meal he prepares. <laughs> <laughs> love this guy's vibe. I mean, I love... I love I love food manga. I love food anime. This is this is great. Off to a good start here. Everything about Gordon is a total mood. To start off with, his name is Gordon Goliath. Yeah. Like he's the coolest guy. <laughs> Just off of that. The coolest. And then he's you see, he's this uh tough looking uh middle-aged dude with the with the big bushy black mustache and the bandana and the Hawaiian shirt and you're like yeah now this guy's cool as hell. Yes, he was he very much gives vibes of chill dude. He also gives very relatable vibes of like retiree who is pursuing his life dream. Yeah, I was about to say mm -hmm. they say middle-aged a lot. Gordon here is pushing the tail end of middle age. He's late 40s at best. Yeah. Like th this man has strong grandpa vibes. Like he's <laughs> he's got gray hair. His mustache is the only, like, colored hair on his body. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That we know of. That we know of. Well. Well. But, uh, so uh, he goes and makes a whole bunch of BLT sandwiches and is all right. All right. Food truck open for business. It I'm in the a, middle of the desert. <laughs> it is a barren desert with no life anywhere around it, as far as the eye can see. I mean, Gordon, not to tell you how to run your business. Uh, typically, food trucks don't just start making a whole bunch of sandwiches to go. <laughs> like, you keep <laughs> the ingredients ready, but, like, you wait until it's ordered to put them together. Unless you're in the middle of a rush, but, like, that's clearly not what your business is, bud. <laughs> Look, 
uh, kind of pondered if this was some kind of inside joke because very obviously, yes, he's in the middle of a desert. There is nary a soul to be found. Um, Usually if there's a non-contracted food cart or a food truck that will go to events or venues or whatever, they usually will go to wherever everyone seems to gather or just, you know, set up shop there. So it almost seems like an attempt at humor or an attempt at perhaps really showing, I don't want to say the dichotomy between, you know, this is just what we would associate with day-to-day life or a retiree's aspiring dream. And then there's just desolate desert for as far as the eye can see. Oh, no, I think the actual thing is Gordon just likes cooking, even though there's not really a desire for people to eat. The food truck itself is just an excuse. He's not super invested in the idea of having customers. Like, he'll talk about it a lot, but ultimately, he just likes making food. In large quantities. So it'd be very awkward if he just, like, you know, made large quantities of food in a house or something. And we'll get into that later. Obviously, he is not somebody who could possibly get away with having a stationary residence anywhere. <laughs> yep. Because as he's driving down the road, listening to the radio and the, and the mournful love song about, oh, God, I just want some water, please. I live in a desert hellscape. Ah, it is a love song. And it's just like, I love you. I love you, baby. And then you find out the guy is just talking about water. I, I love- need you. I literally need you to survive. Man, this manga loves telling you how there's a water scarcity problem while then showing you water every other. <laughs> Look, we need water to cook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how it goes. We have him driving down the road and uh, he sees something in the road that uh, he has to swerve to avoid. It's a sleeping bag. And. Yeah. Like, big, shiny, reflective. Like, it's one of those desert sleeping bags. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, he almost runs over this baked potato, so. And as he uh, swerves out of the way, his beer, tragically, destroyed. Mm. Or went out. Oh, wait, no. (laughs) Don't. (laughs) (laughs) Don't pour one out. We need that beer. But uh, he goes to see what the big idea is. Who's this asshole sleeping in the road? I almost ran you over. Oh, It's it's a naked lady. Could could have gotten worse out of the random gotcha. <laughs> also, she has a teddy bear in here that is never seen never again. Never brought so, up again, yes. So mm-hmm. I assume they leave it on the side of the road. Yes. We uh, immediately are established to what will be this character's two defining traits going forward. Uh, she is naked and her stomach growls because she hungry. Hungry. Very hungry. <laughs> she is always very hungry. So she wakes up to a BLT sandwich and almost before she's entirely awake, starts devouring it to the point where she eats too quickly and starts choking. I hate it when that happens. Well, there, there's a there's a running gag of uh, Gordon saying, hey, don't do that really dumb thing you're doing right now. She proceeds to ignore him. And then uh, a told you so moment, usually <laughs> involving her choking. Also, the running theme of telling her to put on clothes and her going, we are literally in a desert. No. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, you put on clothes just to avoid the skin cancer. But you know what? I don't think skin cancer is anyone's concern. In the <laughs> <Yes. true world. laughs> he steps out to give her some privacy to uh, to get dressed and also to collect some more ingredients. 
Uh, at which point she proceeds to not get dressed and instead eat everything in the food truck, including the uh, soup that is currently cooking. Yeah, she's got real strong, like, shonen protagonist personality going on mm -hmm. right now. Like, doesn't really believe in clothes, eats a crap ton of food, and as we find out in, like, a few pages, incredibly strong. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's very original Dragon Ball Goku. Oh, you know what? Yeah, actually. <laughs> I, I love the panel of Gordon coming back, seeing her sitting naked, covered in soup, uh, like ladling it directly out of the pot. And it's just like, so is, uh, is it good? Ash God. All right. <laughs> That's all I need. <laughs> so your mouth can do more than eat. And I'm like, wait a second. Gordon. Hold on. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, this manga loves its innuendo. <laughs> it really does. It's weird because it's not super etchy. Other um, than than the main, but other than Arisa being naked constantly, but like runs into the same thing that um we, when we read previously. Oh, well, it was a Zom one hundred episode um about the one guy he was constantly naked. I I just felt throughout this, it just kind of you become known as just that person who just strips all the time. It yeah. loses its appeal after like the first like three, four, five times. It's like oh, you're naked again. Okay. Yep. Well, Arisa's uh, nude again. Well, here yeah. we are. <laughs> I mean, I think one thing that actually helps with that, like, it doesn't feel super etchy element, is that, like, Gordon's reaction from the first time it happens is, huh, that's weird. And he, like, he no-sells it. Yes. It's literally, he's just like, hey, you should put clothes on. It's just better you do that. Yeah, he doesn't perv mm -hmm. out at it, I guess, is really what helps sell the vibe of, no, Arisa's just weird. <laughs> yeah. As she continues to not listen to him, there's almost, like, a level of, like, disappointment. Like, again, really? Are, are we still doing this? To eat, look, eat, eat your pancakes. Oh, I do like the fact that pancakes have fresh cream, which mm -hmm. just creates so many questions in the world building. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so water's rationed, but we just have unlimited cream. Man, I wonder if we have some kind of space station where we're rationed on how much air we can breathe, but we just make burgers. Look, I don't think this manga particularly cares about the hard world building aspect. I think it more cares about the vibe. Oh, no, 100%. This, <laughs> this manga is not about being like a hard sci-fi or like a... It's not even really post-apocalyptic. It's just post-apocalyptic flavored mm -hmm. on top of, hey, let's have a cool road trip is really the vibe. Yeah, this is all the lightest parts of Fallout. Yeah, it was really chill vibes. Yeah, we forgot to mention, it's post-apocalyptic. Um, yep. You you find that out vaguely in this chapter. It's kind of just loosely sprinkled until eventually someone just says, the world has been a desert for 569 years. What a, what an oddly specific number that I'm pretty sure is actually incorrect, but I'm not going to double check. It, it's yeah. like 500 plus it's, years. Yeah, it's five. they specifically say 569. It's It really makes you wonder, though, does this mean that people continued to keep time. Like there was never a dark period immediately after. It was just like, oh, well, Jay. I guess. Jay, Jay, you're overthinking this. I'm just I saying mean, it's, the, so, it's so specific, you know? The information comes from a, a character who her like main trait is, you know, being that like robotic encyclopedia type. So that's the reason the number is so specific. Of all the people who would know this, it would be the weird little android girl. 
She's we'll not actually she's not actually an android, but they are not so, actually androids. No. Guys, guys, we're getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> we are getting ahead of ourselves right now. We need to uh, have the military pull over uh, Gordon. <laughs> and he's just like, afternoon, boys. You want some food from a food truck? No, we're looking for this girl. Shows a picture of Arissa. Never seen her before in my life. <laughs> yep. And then in the most controversial panel in this entire manga, the guy at the checkpoint does say, we're assuming she's 17 years old. <laughs> that they're assuming, like, they internally they don't, are assuming? They don't know for certain. That's what's weird about this panel. Because as we find out later, they should know exactly how old she is. Mm-hmm. But it creates such weird ambiguity that this manga just goes like, yep, we're going to roll steam ahead with this. So yeah, she's about 17, probably. Why, why 17? And why not? Like, if you had to guess an age, maybe 18? They just wanted her to be a teenager, like an older teenager. For my own comfort, I'm assuming she's 18. <laughs> it it makes mm-hmm. the entire manga less creepy. Not much, yes. but like... Enough. Yeah. More importantly, we have uh, to deal with the fact that Orissa has sick kung fu moves. Yeah. yeah that's rad. <laughs> and murders the hell out of these guys. Or, well, she murders the hell out of one guy, gets a gun pulled on her by another, at which point Gordon is like, I'm packing heat. Boom! Because he also has a gun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he also has sick kung fu moves, just not as flippy. Mm. So it was at this point that I wasn't necessarily entirely shocked that Gordon had a gun, because again, if we're working on post-apocalyptic, it's kind of like everyone has to defend themselves mm-hmm. um, in this in this world where there is potentially like lawlessness and everything, Mad Max kind of thing. Fallout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This has strong New Vegas spot vibes. I'm not going to lie. Kind of love it for it. Same. I just really like the panel uh, of Gordon standing there with the smoking gun that he just used to kill two men. And he's wearing his apron that has a little bunny on it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I will say the, the art in this manga has a, it has this sort of like clean, simple style to it. Uh, mm-hmm. yet with uh, a good amount of detail. But the one thing that apparently this manga can't draw is someone holding a gun straight on towards the panel because the shape of it gets warped every time. I can't help but notice it. Uh, oh, I thought you were going to say when Arissa ate, eats too much and has like a little food pudge because uh, that also <laughs> looks incredibly uncomfortable, but it's also always in super tiny panels. Like the manga was embarrassed. He had to draw it. It was just like, you know, we're just not going to show this ever again. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I don't understand how to draw curves, but also curves. I keep drawing her like this and she keeps looking pregnant instead. You know what? Screw it. (laughs) We're just going to chibiify it. It's a food baby. It is a food baby. Yes. Yeah. It turns out that that one truck of military dudes was not alone as three more trucks show up and they start driving away. At which point we learn that the food truck is indeed rather crazy. (laughs) Because it's got turbo and a gun. A huge freaking AA cannon. It has, a, it has an 85 millimeter cannon. <laughs> oh, yeah. This cannon then has a little speech bubble that specifies that in the previous last war, this cannon shot the entire enemy headquarters into dust. And I'm like, why is this on a truck? <laughs> <laughs> because it's crazy. I also like that there's like a little light up sign on the front of the the food truck that says whatever's (laughs) happening at the time. The truck is aware. The truck is aware. I'm pretty sure the truck has an AI in it named Jonathan. (laughs) 
or maybe that's just the truck's name. I don't know. It, <laughs> you know what? That does get mentioned once and then never again, doesn't it? <laughs> uh-huh. Anyway, Arissa finds this uh, destruction of an entire convoy of uh, armed soldiers incredibly funny. Mm-hmm. It is very funny. It is because cool. she's a kill bot. Not really. Yep. But kind of, but not but really. Uh, believe it or not, the manga doesn't really care to explain it to you. So <laughs> mm-hmm. Gordon is like, well, I'm on the run from the military already. So what's one more uh, fugitive joining me? You like my food. You can stick around. Hey, she flatters him. Yeah. I really like your cooking. I also pretty much eat just about anything because I'm hungry. He's yeah. like, I really just cooked for the joy of cooking, but cooking so that other people appreciate it, it gives, gives me the warm fuzzies. But uh, it is uh, here where we are introduced to one of my favorite guys, Major Kyle. Major Kyle. Fucking Kyle. He's such a goober. He is, a, he is an 80s Saturday morning cartoon scenery chewing villain. <laughs> I love how even his colleagues like rib him about like, dude, you were a worry word. You were so uptight. Chill. I was going to say he's feels like he comes straight out of like an early 90s anime like mm-hmm. oh yeah no the my immediate reaction to this character is okay i understand your joke now now you're in the wrong manga got it mm-hmm. <laughs> this will and, temper my expectations for everything you say and do anytime his subordinate says anything he says yes tanaka i have eyes and ears i can see that do not answer a question with a question ever again commit this to memory commit this to memory <laughs> nothing wrong <laughs> he's great i love him he's such a goober name this guy kyle <laughs> <laughs> now the fact I'm his not... name is kyle is insane <laughs> yeah okay given some like m- blink and you miss it panels hint uh panel hints later on i think gordon might have named him kyle because i'm pretty sure gordon's his dad but we'll get to it later uh, either way, uh, Arissa has eaten literally everything in the truck, including all the ingredients, uncooked. And Gordon's like, what? Why? Also, what happened to your shirt? Put a shirt on, but it's hot. Hot. Geez, Sam, you're so restrictive. I didn't say it. Gordon said it. Shirts are so restrictive. Yeah. Yeah. I'm perfectly fine with Arissa's mode of dress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look, they're in the middle of a desert, and it's a post-apocalyptic desert. It's easily over 100. Like, yes, yes, yeah. it is very hot. Really, the fact Gordon has multiple layers on is the, really the insane thing. <laughs> yep, bandana, Hawaiian shirt, pants. He's really overdressed. I think but he that... has an undershirt under the Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> and it's like, why? Because he needs to look like a cool grandpa. But uh, they Listen, go to... I see, I see nothing wrong with this. That seems like a perfectly fine temperature for it to be. <laughs> Jake, you would live in the dried up seabed after the world uh, loses all its water to desertification. Yes. But you wouldn't have a food truck. Probably not. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I I don't understand. I don't understand uh, Arissa's motivation at all. (laughs) Don't get it. But they need to go get some additional ingredients. So they uh, go fishing, uh, except there's no water. So uh, they go to the sand sea instead, which is... In a cor- in a weird coral forest, it's it's a very cool visual. Yeah, like much as we mentioned, this manga not really caring about world building. They don't care about hard world building, but like so much soft world building. The vibe that it creates, 
like it's so easy to follow what the idea is mm-hmm. isn't yeah. the primary like idea that because this comes up several times so the reason why you know they're fishing there's coral there's a lot of under underwater scenery or references i have thought that immediately came to mind was that just most of the world in addition to just becoming a desert was just they are currently traversing an area that used to be the underwater. Ocean. Yeah. Yeah. Water. yeah. Like I think they spend most of their time like in the seabed, which must mean that like the old continents are absolutely massive mountains, which is pretty cool to think about. Again, the vibe goes crazy. They don't say it explicitly. Oh, no, what they do eventually say it explicitly. They're driving around Japan in case that wasn't obvious, but yeah, mm-hmm. there there's a couple of landmarks and uh, location names. Yeah, the, the final yeah. arc is literally just in a named island, so. Mm-hmm. And Gordon pays for something in Yen at one point. Well, that could mean anything. <laughs> that could yeah. mean anything, yeah, but. He pays for something in currency. But uh, they go fishing. They fish up some squid. Uh, Arissa turns out to be pretty good, uh, pretty good angler. Uh, well, they don't just fish for some squid. This is the squid that you have to smack between the eyes. Yeah, you have to uh, karate <laughs> chop it between the eyes to instantly kill it. <laughs> that's that's how you fish for squid, right? Yes. Yeah. That's how you fish for sand squid. Yeah, these squid die in one hit if you karate chop them straight between the eyes. I wonder you if this have... will be important. Oh, hey, look, she fished up Cooper Blooper. <laughs> like, literally just the Mario boss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you must strike the weak point for massive damage. They get coated in ink. They get coated in ink, and then uh, tentacles happen to Gordon. Yep. Of course. I was just like, okay, they're going to do the tentacle joke at some point, but who's it going to? Okay, it's Gordon. Yep, figured. (laughs) I love how Gordon even yells out, why is this happening to me? (laughs) Why me? (laughs) It's like, okay, dude, don't don't lean on the fourth wall too hard. Well, that's mostly because um, Arisa was the one who attacked the squid. Ah. Well, yeah, yeah, no, the, he's, he's wondering why he's getting attacked when he didn't technically do anything. But the meta joke is... Oh, no, this manga loves the meta joke of the characters are talking to each other in, in universe, and it makes sense with what they're doing. But the way the panels are structured is clearly saying a second thing to the audience. Yeah. There's a, there's a real bad panel that we might talk about when it comes up that I, I love because it's just funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yes arissa does go in and use her superpowers to karate chop the squid between the eyes and kill it in one shot and fun thing uh these squids uh turn white when they die which means we get the awesome panel of this entire massive squid turning white so it looks <laughs> so in universe it looks like uh the final boss of a video game dying it's it's really <laughs> it's a fun way to use your your uh, goofy world building for uh <laughs> for a cool visual. I, I, I like it a lot. Many ways, though, this entire world for Arissa is like a video game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Grand Theft Auto. You just meet <laughs> random people. They give you, I guess, like, um, well, not food, but like give you like... Um, Jay, have you ever played Grand Theft Auto? <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm, I'm and talking it- about like post-apocalyptic, like stealing vehicles and stealing what you need and ah, making gotcha. do. Yeah, not literally, you know, going on quest and, you know, beating up ladies of the night <laughs> in anyway. the middle of the day. Yeah, but fallout, whatever. Fallout, question mark. That's still Fallout. <laughs> um, 
anyway, we're we're in a global drought, but we have a shower in the food truck because we need to get the, we need a shower scene with Arisa. I mean, to get the sink off. Yeah, yeah. The fact that he just has a shower and they're willing to use it right now, considering mm -hmm. I'm considering how hot it is, you're coated in disgusting sweat. Heck, yes, you better have a sweat a uh, shower. As much as yes, there is an element of uh, the hygiene uh, requirement. It's a shower. That is so inefficient. <laughs> you could just use a bath. <laughs> a bath is even water. I mean, we saw what the military was willing to do for a much smaller amount of water. <laughs> yeah. But you so. know what? Gordon just out there wasting water sounds 100% on brand. I, I He's actually the villain of all of this. <laughs> He's retired. <laughs> He's retired. He's living it up. That water is 100% probably recycled or something. Are all water is recycled. Yes. But I mean, like, or... I don't know. We don't even, it doesn't even rain because they're in a desert, right? That is a defining characteristic of deserts, yes. Yep. I mean, occasionally it does rain, but I just wonder, like, if there would be, like, a rain spout on the, on the truck that it would collect rainwater or something. I don't, I don't think that's the thing you'd have year-round, but... I don't know. You're in a souped-up crazy truck. Why not have all the bells and milk? It is yeah. a crazy food truck. It, it has no rules. Uh... <laughs> So they harvest the giant squid to make some more food, and the and uh, Arissa happily enjoying uh, the calamari. <laughs> and Gordon's like, "Aw, she's so cute." Yep. They also have so much squid left over that he is drying it in the back of the truck for an old man <laughs> stack of super umami dried squid, and it goes great with beer if we mm -hmm. had any. <laughs> if we yeah. had any, <laughs> it stinks. Yeah. He's still lamenting the the loss of the beer from the f very first chapter. Thankfully, we're going to one of the few cities uh, in the desert, so uh, we will probably be able to get something there and sell these squid burgers. Step right up. They're going to Blue Lake City, which, to the surprise of no one, has no water anywhere to be found. But they have lots of beer. Yeah, so they must have water some, like, that must be where the brewery is? Yeah. It is, yeah. Again, world building, not the strong suit here. The fact that it seems to be maybe not as precise as other characters, but at least everyone has somewhat of a common knowledge that there used to be water. There's definitely still got to be water here. That's just probably no, what the brewery is. No, on. what I mean is like kind of like people are like, oh, like Market Street. You know that probably decades, hundreds of years ago, there probably were markets down there. Probably this is called Blue Lake City because there were lakes in everywhere or something like that. That would be really nice to have here, but you know, I, I, I what I'm just saying is like probably people recognize that the world was very different when these places were originally named. But unfortunately for them and their daily special of uh, fried squid burgers, uh, it's a ghost town. No customers anywhere to be found. Passion project in his retirement. <laughs> My favorite part is he uh, recruits Arissa to scream into the bullhorn to uh, get some customers to show up. And she's extremely enthusiastic. She's like, cheap fried squid burgers. I'm sick of them. <laughs> They're delicious. Why did you say you're sick of them? Because I've had like 12. That's too many. Because he keeps yes. making new batches and they go start going cold. And she's just like, well, can I eat them? Might as yep. well. And uh, this does successfully attract one customer, a small child, uh, who is then immediately scolded by an old man like, don't you know you can't go outside? That, that is forbidden under the rules. Ooh. Hey, Gramps, sounds like a quest. <laughs> 
And it I'll help you with your trouble if you buy my food. <laughs> you mentioned something about a brewery. Where is it? Yes. I will work for beer. My favorite part is he doesn't even agree to free the town. <laughs> no, he's like, where's your beer? He's, I, I'm literally just freeing the brewery because I want beer. Well, yeah, he doesn't even tell the old man this. The old man is starting to get hounded by the hoodlums who show up on their motorcycles going like, Hey, Gramps, don't you know the one rule is that if you don't meet the quota, you don't get to leave your houses? Because that's the rules we've made. We're a biker gang. Don't you know, old man, we're military deserters who went and took over the brewery, so you better get working. And Gordon's like, wait, 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 wait. brewery? Yes, oh, hold on, hold on, punk. You want to eat a squid burger? What? And then just shoves a squid burger through this guy's front teeth. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's dead. Probably. <laughs> Maybe. They, they've not had any qualms about killing up to this point. Uh, Arissa well, punches one of them with, uh, with a squid burger. Well, specifically because those two guys, a bunch of people come out of the houses and go like, wow, those bodies belong to the gang who's here, so they're going to take this out on us. Mm-hmm. You've not See, done anything. You're not real heroes. And he's just like, I, I don't want to be a hero. You said <laughs> a brewery? Never claimed to be. Uh, see, my favorite part is the sound is the uh, sound effect for Arissa punching a guy with the burger is smash. And I just went, eh, smash burger. Gordon also uh, goes full Dragon Ball Z character. And while one of the guys is like, huh? <laughs> just <laughs> pierce behind you. <laughs> teleports behind you nothing personnel kid chokes him to death with a burger (laughs) but uh yeah it's like oh hey quest we're gonna go get some beer if we have to beat up some punks in a brewery all the better this is acceptable we also learned that the uh that the crazy food truck uh operates on the same logic as nico's van from devil may cry 5 as it can just go through walls with no damage it is a pretty crazy food truck yep Stop trying to apply rules to it. <laughs> it's it's going into turbo mode. Yes. Yeah. Turbo mode, which of course makes it immune to bricks. Makes perfect sense to me, honestly. While Gordon is busy intimidating the punk wing like, where's your boss? Uh, Arissa's like, ooh, beer. Beer. I have not had this before. I will now have all of it. Yeah, she mm. very much reminds me of, well, very much like a toddler. <laughs> yeah, we meet the uh the leader of these military deserters who demands to be called colonel he's a gross fat guy who uses his who uses the dudes under his control to do nothing but drink beer and grope ladies all day these classic vel- classic post-apocalypse uh raider villain yes I, I mean he's also just bandit captain like he is literally just yeah. a cliche like that, yeah. which is the point yeah, yeah. raider boss a weird part of me at the scene where um, the woman who brings him, I, I suppose the, I guess she's bringing him beer and snacks and she's mm-hmm. just, and he obviously offers her, he's like, I'll make you my woman too. And she's just like, I have a husband and a kid. And he's just like, sounds like their problem. Sounds like their problem. I'm still into it. And she's like, what? <laughs> uh, I am distinctly not. Please do not. <laughs> And Gordon's like, hey, fried squid burger delivery is here. We we didn't order any delivery. And then Gordon starts kicking their asses. Pulls out a gun, shoot, uh, shoots the beer tanks to wash them all away. Deflects bullets with the serving tray to, you know, cool guy stuff. Uh, out of all the manga we've read, this one 
definitely does the most just and here is a hollywood action scene <laughs> yep arissa uh comes in uh drunk off her ass oh yeah Gor- gordon is uh wondering in passing as he's uh dealing with the thugs huh wonder where arissa went she stumbles in completely faced <laughs> i love how arissa is actually worse at fighting these guys <laughs> because she's drunk and then <laughs> You've got Gordon but just go like she, she actually gets better though because you know he asks like oh she have drunken fist or something. Well, he's kind of asking that jokingly like is that supposed to be your drunken fist? <laughs> yeah, because like this is this is clearly uh uh like Arissa could obviously like just walk through these guys normally, whereas it's more of a comedy scene than an action scene. There's nothing in moderation. Not at all. <laughs> but- my favorite uh, thing, which is actually a critical plot point, is that Drunken Arrest is like, it's too hot. Take it off my clothes. And Gordon's like, God, God damn it, put a shirt on. And like tries to cover her up. Again, uh, like a toddler. <laughs> yeah. He takes off his own shirt in the process, which reveals the cool tattoo on his shoulder of a black scorpion, which is seen by the, uh, the raider boss uh, as he gets his ass kicked. And there's uh, a whole thing. There's a whole thing where it's setting up like he recognizes the black scorpion, which we find out later that no, he very definitively doesn't. He just it's like, huh, tattoo. Anyway, I'm getting kicked in the face now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, uh, day saved, raiders defeated. Gordon's just like, oh, hey, uh, townspeople, what are you doing here? Your, her- your heroism, it inspired us to come and take back our town and our beer. Heroism? I guess I did do that. Oh, yeah. Okay, fine. Does that mean I get to take beer? Yes, cool. Awesome. <laughs> All right, Arissa, we're leaving. We've got beer now. And more importantly, it's not his job to be a hero. It's his job to sell food. Yeah. Which means the town also got fed, coincidentally. <laughs> Again, more accidental heroism. And and we, we do, in fact, confirm that uh, fried squid burgers do, in fact, go well with beer. Mm-hmm. That's very important. We have uh, the military... The military boys continuing to follow in their wake. It's just like, have you seen this woman? Never seen her before in my life. Strong implication that uh, Kyle does not buy this, but also doesn't want to, you know, attack the town. Yep. The old guy saying that he, again, like vouching for Arissa, really Mm kind of surprised me. But then also I was reminded like this is like, again, post-apocalyptic society honor system of like, no, you you did a, a... very strong good for our society so we're gonna vouch for you you did right by us so we'll do right by you also to be fair they were just they just spent three years under hostile rule from military deserters so it's not like they see the military in high regard Mm -hmm. oh by the way we have some uh beaten up military deserters you guys want them yeah sure i think the implication is they called the military to turn them in but they're going in the brig though yeah it's six of one, half a dozen of the other. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, don't don't be wrong. This uh, manga does make weird plot jumps, but <laughs> that's that's my interpretation, at least. Yeah, but you know, it, it's it's all to serve it, serve the vibe. Well, it's yeah, it's a road trip. You mm-hmm. skim over the like hours of driving where you just don't do anything. Exactly. And uh, as the raider boss is being uh, interrogated, it's like, have you seen this woman? Oh, yeah, she was with the guy with the black scorpion tattoo. 
black scorpion tattoo. Yeah, the old guy. Old guy. Well then. <laughs> and my favorite panel of Kyle doing a Lelouch like hand pose. A coincidence this absurd can only be fate. Like, you this freaking is his, goober. This is his most I am in the wrong manga moment in the entire reading. Tanaka is like, uh, Major, why are you cackling evilly? Major, I turned around. You appear to be a Yu-Gi-Oh villain. What's going on? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, his hair isn't spiky enough. Uh, Which is saying something, because his hair is incredibly spiky. Yes. He doesn't look like he stuck his hand in an electric socket. Not yet. (laughs) (laughs) But we we cut back to uh, Gordon driving along with his uh, Heisenberg hat. And... (laughs) And uh, it's like, Gordon, I'm hungry. Yeah, well, we ran out of... You are always hungry. (laughs) You're always hungry, and we ran out of food again. So we're going to a a nearby town to get some food. And anyway, I'm going to go get dinner. What we are currently driving, what are you... And, oh, there's a thing! (laughs) I'm going to make the thing food. She runs to the nearest (laughs) large animal and drop kicks it to death. (laughs) (laughs) That poor giant pufferfish thing. Yeah, she then tries to eat the pufferfish cow and is just like, then Gordon has to rip her off going like, okay, no, that thing is incredibly poisonous. Do not. (laughs) You will die. We're going to take this to the nearby town uh, so that we can sell it, though. And this town has a a whole ass waterfall. Yeah, because water is scarce. It makes sense. Scarce is not like non-existent. Yeah, it makes sense that there'd be a whole market around a moving water source. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, thanks for the uh, thanks for the giant uh, pufferfish cow guy. Here's a whole bunch of money for it. How'd you uh, bag a whopper like this? Uh, didn't crazy girl over there killed it with one kick. <laughs> Good one. Yeah, uh, it sure is. Anyway, we've got a lot of money now. We're going to go buy ingredients. Audience, remember this man for later. <laughs> <laughs> we have uh, we have another uh, great uh, in uh, totally not an innuendo scene of uh, Arissa holding some giant melons. Uh and also proving to be very good at uh, a- at being able to uh, discern how to uh, find a good ripe watermelon because she's got crazy good senses. And Gordon's like, man, you've got pretty, you've got like crazy good senses and you uh, have a super high metabolism and you're incredibly strong. Anyway, <laughs> and I love the like half battle of Arissa's face, just like internal screaming. <laughs> I'm definitely not a part of a super soldier project. Anyway, hey, ramen. Hey, they have a Chinese restaurant here, which. Yes, and that boggles my mind because they <laughs> proceed to order like overwhelmingly, except for like the last two things, Japanese dishes. Like... Yeah, they, get, they sit down. It's like a dim sum place. So it's got like the rotating table in the center. They appear to be the only people in this restaurant, which makes sense later on. But the big thing is he orders two bowls of ramen, two plates of pot, pot stickers, a vegetable and a beef dish. And then it really annoyed me because literally only the ramen ever shows up. <laughs> <laughs> Look, given the uh, the Hollywood action scene that happens, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, they, they basically try ramen for the first time. Both of them, uh, well, uh, Arissa's trying it for the first time. She loves it. Um, she slurped down the bowl, though, so she needs to go to the bathroom. Um, and then while Gordon is enjoying his ramen, a person in casual clothing, but 
with a character design who could literally be no one else. <laughs> sits down and goes like, hey, do you mind if this seat's taken? Plenty of seats here. I'd rather sit with you, boss. <gasps> I knew it was you, Kyle. <laughs> Excuse yeah. me, Lieutenant Kyle now. I'm going to call you Kyle. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> no. First Lieutenant Kyle. Actually, General, I have been promoted to Major. You're still just Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> I love how they're having this conversation, and he goes like, I don't trust you, so move carefully. I'd suggest you move carefully. And then we cut to underneath the table, and they both just have guns where their dicks are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a metaphor in here somewhere, or a euphemism. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to resolve this peacefully. What a coincidence. So would I. So right as he was sitting down, Gordon ordered a second bowl of ramen, which the kitchen then got. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because we needed a loud sound effect that wasn't a gun firing to break the tension. So putting down the ramen bowl with a thunk was, was that. Plus, we need a prop for the action scene coming up. But they've gotten a refill on one of their dishes when none of the other food has arrived. <laughs> I don't know why this bothers me so much. Past trauma from uh, restaurant experiences? I hate it when people don't give me my entire order. Yeah. You have until Larissa returns to her seat uh, to make your decision, General. We are going to be taking her back to uh, headquarters. Literally, next panel, Arissa sitting down. Ooh, seconds are here. <laughs> yeah, well, so much for that ultimatum. And then Gordon just goes over to Kyle and just be like, Hey. You ever read the first arc of Yu-Gi-Oh? What do you mean by that? <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Spins the table, throwing the ramen into his hand to knock the gun away. It's insane. Oh, also, uh, Kyle says, I psyoped the entire town, so now every customer in this restaurant is actually one of my men. Oh, excuse me, not every customer in the restaurant. The entire town! <laughs> the entire town are, is my men. Which included the person who bought the cow from them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, why do you think makes... they got so much money? I was going to yeah. say, I guess that makes that government money. Yeah, military stipend. I, I believe it, but like, this is when Kyle just turned into Lelouch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> for exactly one chapter. <laughs> I have my own qualms with Lelouch, so yes, it's pretty adequate. Oh, we all do. I really hate him. With the now spinning table, it allows uh, Gordon and Arissa to jump on top of it and take down all of these surrounding gunmen with a super cool action scene. Oh, yeah. It's also got like a cool shadowed effect and you see like splotches everywhere. And I can only assume that's because they're throwing ramen at them, not because that's blood. I'm assuming <laughs> it's that. Uh, uh, until the big splash page when uh, no, there I'm, are lots I'm, of black splotches. It's okay, the, the ramen dried. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, Gordon holds a gun on Kyle, and it's like, I don't care if she's a military secret, I ain't handing her over, because I've given her too much free food. Well, don't worry, because I have a katana. Kyle, why do you have a katana? It is the superior <laughs> weapon. Also, I know exactly what model gun you have, and you fired exactly 18 bullets. That means you're out. It's like, aha, but behind my back, I, oh, I have a spoon. Well, I guess I'm going to die. And Arissa's like, you destroyed my seconds and grabs the katana. No, don't grab the katana, you idiot. Bends the sword and uh, 
this distraction is enough for Gordon to use his uh, smartwatch to summon the truck. Which is where we get that the fact the truck is controlled by an AI. And this is never mentioned again. <laughs> Named Jonathan. Because Gordon looks into his his watch and says, Jonathan, fire. Can I can I ask a stupid question? Because I passed over this and didn't notice it the first time. Is the dude with the eye patch from the flashbacks, Jonathan? No, I don't recall his name, but he is not Jonathan. Okay. There That's... are two people in the flashbacks that appear only in the flashbacks and never again. They are not important. Yes. It's Eye Patch Man and Big Man. Big Man only shows up once, or he's he's only in one scene. He's in multiple panels in one scene. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, no, it isn't. He's not Jonathan. This completely destroys the restaurant, leaving Kyle and Tanaka as the only survivors. Of course. Frickin Kyle. Frickin' Kyle, man. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going after them, sir? No. Why? Well, let me ask you this, Tanaka. What is Vald's mission? Because that's our military, and also I'm not obeying my own answering, never answer a question with another question rule. Uh, our mission is to defend world peace and order, and there's your answer. What? <laughs> that doesn't answer the question, but okay. I love this so much. <laughs> Major, that doesn't make any sense. Shut up, Tanaka. So, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I forget. This entire action piece we're describing as if it happened as if it was a non sequitur. It's actually split up by the volume one and volume two break. And volume two of the manga begins with them driving in the car with her, her wound bandaged up and she's just eating a curry block. And I was so confused for two pages before I found out that it just continued. Yeah, that they're that they're and Medius rezzing. Yeah, it starts with a flash forward to a flash back. But then they never flash back to them in the car eating curry roux. They just also jump ahead. So that was just... Yeah, they jump ahead to the next morning where Arissa's like, Gordon, I'm hungry. Wake up. Feed me. Also, my hand is fine now. Yeah. What, what's going on? Your hand's healed. How? I ate and slept. What? <laughs> I know. Sleep is very restorative, but not that well. Are you a D&D &D character? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I'm hungry. Okay, then. <laughs> well, I guess we should have an episode where we go find food that's good at healing you. Hot spring? Hot spring. Hot spring. Hot spring. But yep, actually not a hot spring. Yeah, because it's it's a uh, it's a like a volcanic cave and then a. Uh... It, it's more like a sauna in a pool is what it ends up being. But yeah, yeah like... I mean, I guess it's technically a hot spring. It's an underground spring. Nope, it's it's out in the open air. Yep. They they go through like a volcanic tunnel is the thing. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that's the hot part. He's like, ooh, we found, uh, all right, cool. We found a pool. Oh, it's really cold. Clear, tasty water. And Arissa immediately strips and jumps in. When did you get naked? Ask those questions, Sam. You don't have <laughs> Just yes. <laughs> to, to be fair, it was incredible for them living in a desert. The volcanic cave they go through is incredibly hot to the point they were about to pass out and die. So mm -hmm. Gordon then comes back in his boxers with a pot from the food truck kitchen. Yeah, yeah, because he's just going full on old man at the sauna. Like, <laughs> yep, he's enjoying his retirement. And then he teaches Arisa the ways of proper Japanese bathhouse saunas. Mm -hmm. And because it's a proper Japanese bathhouse sauna, he does tell Arissa to put on a bathing suit, which they have, 
which causes more confusion. Because when yes. did they buy that bathing suit? <laughs> yeah. Did they buy it from a government agent <laughs> during the shopping spree? Why would the government agent do that? That doesn't seem in their best interest. <laughs> Were you at some point anticipating you would find a body of water in which you could use this suit? Why? <laughs> That's the other thing, yeah. yeah. Why would you have a swimsuit in the apocalypse desert? Yeah, this uh, this this manga doesn't make sense, and it doesn't want to. Uh, <laughs> exactly. So so they do the whole sauna thing, and uh, they they have a they have a great time with it. They uh, sit in the sauna, they do the cold bath, they do the uh, uh, open air bath, and uh, <laughs> Arisa is just completely blissed out on the experience. <laughs> and like a toddler, everything is new and exciting. Jay, I'm going to ask you a real big favor here. Could you stop telling me Arissa's a toddler? (laughs) The end of this manga will feel a lot less weird. Yes, I know. Yes. Actually, especially with uh, the panel, because again, Matt, that thing you mentioned about how this this manga will uh, double entendre uh, with its panel framing. Arissa with a blissed out expression laying back with her face sweat is certainly something. Yeah, yeah, the the they certainly do make that face sweat look opaque. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's face sweat. It's just face sweat. Yes. <laughs> Why are you reading into this? Uh, that was great. Hey, Gordon. My legs hurt. <laughs> crab march. So many crabs. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> baskets and baskets of crabs. <laughs> There might be another metaphor in here somewhere. Yeah, they, oh yeah, they got naked, went in the pool, uh, were relaxing in the afterglow, and then there were crabs. <laughs> they now have an extreme amount of crabs. They still have some leftover squid, and we neglected to mention it, but there were also oysters uh, mm-hmm. at the uh, squid. Of course. Uh, the squid fiasco, the gooper blooper boss fight. Mm-hmm. Which... Yes, again, cementing my hypothesis that they're just on a seabed. They, they confirm that. Yeah, they say that out loud. <laughs> Which means ultimate seafood curry. And yeah, I, I really want this curry. This sounds amazing. <laughs> oh, it looks so good. It does. I don't see the appeal. I, I like how um, Arissa is so blissed out on the hot spring that he puts the food down and she initially doesn't even acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. Damn, like, that's pretty oh, deep. Man. Even right. even when she's not immediately saying she's hungry, she's like, "I want to eat that." She just passively starts shoveling it into her face, not re- even realizing what she's doing until she actually tastes it. Mm-hmm. Yes, and then and she's I'm like, like, "That's bored eating right there." <laughs> Don't do that. Like, <laughs> oh, wait, this is perfect. <sighs> Slurps the entire thing. Seconds, and welcome back to reality. <laughs> 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 Did you just drink that rice? Jeez, oh, all these, all these uh, double entendre panels, and this is the most she looks pregnant from the from eating too much food that it gets. God Baby. damn it! It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> they have a they have a good time with it. She uh, says, "This is great. Let's do this again sometime." Yes, we shall. And uh, meanwhile. <laughs> Not only do they have bathing suits, they also have uh, payphone booths because Kyle is pulled over at one and calling headquarters, at uh, which point we learn Vald, the, this uh, military organization, uh, they want Arissa because she is part of the Doll Project, and you will be accompanied by your own doll. Have you ever seen a doll try and defend someone? 
Why would a doll do that? Her mental state is aberrant for the project. So we introduce uh, Arissa's little sister, Mina, spelled with a Y. Thank you. I was so confused about the pronunciation because I was like, it has to be Mina. It, it better be Mina because if they made the like, super intelligent uh, lolly character's name be Mina, I was just not going to deal with this manga. Like, <laughs> that's too on the nose. Because Mina is uh, eight years old and two months. And... Mm. Talks like an adult, and thankfully they don't do anything weird with her. Um, yep. <laughs> this is not a lollycon. I was educated in the lab. Okay. <laughs> uh, we also get uh, a lot of uh, Kyle's direct superior. Yes, Colonel Sarah, who looks like a scaled-up version of Mina, and also like Arissa. Gee, I wonder if that'll come up. Nope. No one nope. notices that, except Apparently everyone no one notices, notices it. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part is the fact that for some reason, uh, Arissa has uh, black hair while the rest of this little family has uh, white hair. And apparently that is enough for Gordon to be like, I don't see it. We'll get to it. <laughs> I have my theories about that, actually. Yeah, but I, there, there's a pretty consistent through line of because of the three main main characters who like strictly speaking know what's going on they all know each other really well and a lot of them are just like not bothering <laughs> like mm -hmm. <laughs> you're up to some nonsense i'm not gonna care about it i'm just gonna keep doing my thing so because they have the new doll that is being given to them because they've learned Arissa was capable of defending someone that might mean dolls are capable of learning how to be defenders so we're going to send Mina with you on a mission to go find water because that's what Vuld does is we find sources of water in the desert and we secure them because it's better for one person to own all the water than let other people own water. Yes, securing the resources. To oh. manage it for world peace. For world peace. So, so you say that. I genuinely believe Kyle views that as the mission. Like, Oh yeah, no. Yes, I, I 100%. He's very much by the book. Yeah, I fully believe that Kyle uh, has drunk the Kool-Aid in that respect. But they find a really big tree. Don't they also... So going back to your point about the fact that they learn that the dolls can defend others, they um, just because Mina specifically comes out if necessary, she brings up the fact that she's necessary I can like defend or she is educated in combat. So it's just kind of... Mm -hmm. I kind of assumed, I guess, that that was part of their education in the lab. To yeah, some extent. But they, apparently they've not observed one having like a... the A personal the, attachment. Yeah, there's not the impulse to defend others. Like, do as they, we get... This is, brings more questions. Because <laughs> I'm like, have you interacted with these dolls? Do they even care about you? Apparently not. If not, then there's no reason for them to want to defend you. You're just this person. See, but that's treating them like people instead of like yeah. super, instead of like super soldier tools, which is clearly what Vald is doing. Also, I yeah. keep wanting to call them Vlad or Bald. I I, I kept reading Vlad. I'm not gonna lie, but uh, Mina is she's pretty great. I like Mina because uh, they find the big tree, and she's like, "This is a reservoir tree. What's a reservoir tree? You wouldn't know what it is. Why? Because you're a highly advanced." Uh, super educated uh super soldier 
th- experiment thing? No, because I just made it up. <laughs> Burn. Well, okay then. <laughs> I love that so much. You wouldn't be familiar with the term. I just made it up. <laughs> I love how this tree is 6,000 years old. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently was in Japan. <laughs> yes. You're not supposed to look into the tree's age because we all know that trees live a long time. Yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. It's rude to ask a tree its age. Yes. But this is also, it's just, it's in the same conversation we get told the Earth desertified 569 years ago. So like, I'm making it make sense. It just is the old tree. That's, that's all we need to know. Old tree is old. Okay, so, so fish learned to live in the desert. Mm-hmm. The tree spontaneously growing carnivorous plant powers is not the weirdest thing that happens in this manga where the flora and fauna are concerned. Yeah, because they go into the tree to find the water. They find the water and it turns out it's carnivorous and the roots attack the guy, like, almost directly out of Evil Dead. And considering (laughs) this chapter started with them having a conversation about how weird it is that the dolls have no empathy, uh, Major Kyle literally just has a very civil conversation with Mina as Tanaka is being killed and consumed by a root. Yeah. (laughs) This poor guy. And it's not until the root tries to attack Mina that Kyle acts and kills the root. And Mina's like, Tanaka, you you know where you stand in this this relationship. It's like, Mina is like, oh, I've learned empathy from you sacrificing yourself for me. Cut to Tanaka being encased in roots. Please help me. Shut up, Tanaka. (laughs) <laughs> but yes, the water in this case, the, the the tree somehow used water to gain opportunity to lure others into its depths so that it could then eat them. Yeah, and at the end, Kyle goes, no, we're not going to take the water. Just because this tree is incompatible with humanity doesn't mean it's incompatible with being alive. And I'm mm. like, what okay, a terrible then. moral to have for your job. <laughs> like... <laughs> He's an environmentalist. Well, well yeah, no. Kyle is a Kyle is an aggressive idealist, is what it is. Because yeah, his ideal should be helping people with water, which there is currently a crisis over. This, he's just completely fine with. This tree kills things for water, like. So do people. Okay. He's he's being a he's being a conservationist. I'm not saying that this is smart, logical, or reasonable. I'm saying he's an absurd idealist. Yeah, it, they try and laugh this off as the G.I. Joe moral ending to this, and it's just like, well, no, hold on, what? <laughs> but uh, they head back to the truck, and Kyle makes uh, their dinner, uh, singing the same bacon song that Gordon did. I made my team BLTs, except we don't have lettuce or tomato. So they're, they're just bees. <laughs> God damn it, Kyle. <laughs> 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 no, not the bees. Ah. <laughs> but Mina's like, I've never had a bacon sandwich before. It's better than I imagined. And he's like, oh, that's cute. Yes, it is cute. It's very you cute. Can tell, you can tell I'm my sister's sister because I also am food motivated. Mm-hmm. I imagine they're like fed like some kind of like liquid slush or like pills or something in the lab. We have no reason to believe they're not well taken care of in the lab, considering Mina doesn't seem to have any major complaints about it. Honestly, uh, Arissa doesn't seem to have any major complaints about it. She just did this because she wanted to. <laughs> yeah, she kind of just ran away on a whim. <laughs> like, Which sounds right for her, so. 
Yeah, but anyway, uh, Gordon and Arissa cut back to they hungry, so they're gonna go hunt. This time they're uh, hunting for camel pigs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is. Uh, this is my favorite hunting arc. There is an interstitial chapter where they get escargot. Yes. Oh, I love this chapter, but it's such a contained story that it yeah. really doesn't matter. Yeah. It's, there, a, it's a cute story. It's better to experience it, you know, naturally. The only thing I want to note is, again, more of the double entendres, because Arissa takes a bite of the escargot and goes, it's good. It's springy and goes splash in my mouth. <laughs> God damn okay. it. Please stop <laughs> talking. <laughs> It's okay. This this chapter coming up is my favorite of the double entendres. So, <laughs> uh, so they uh, they hunt in these camel pigs, which are basically big old pigs with a big old water hump. Is literally it. They're just giant pigs with water hump. They are also very easy to startle, so you have to be very quiet. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Arissa is has the very loud stomach grumbles. Yep. Yeah. Also, also, uh, just because I am a nerd and have to point this out, camels don't actually store water in the hump. It's actually fat. Too bad. This is actually yeah, which water. Yeah, why it was very, which is this why is... very traumatic when she like curb stomps this poor poor pig's hump. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yes, uh, Gordon uh, in a mid hunt passes out because he's got a cold, and then. Um, while he is passed out, he flashes back to his uh, much hinted at backstory where he uh, commanded a squad that involved uh, Sarah, Kyle, uh, what an old dude that I know will be important. And then two other dudes that are not important. <laughs> They're definitely trying to be the five man band, but they literally just run out of time to introduce the two other guys before the end of the manga. <laughs> the dude with the eye patch is given so much precedence in this flashback. They characterize him so heavily and he never shows up again. <laughs> I I love that they're clearly trying to set these up. They're going to give all of these five characters backstories and then this manga ended. So they're like, oh, well, um, not important. <laughs> they weren't there for the going away party. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, I don't know. Did you guys get much from this flashback? It literally was just like, oh no, I passed out. Oh, I remember those five guys and that mission we, oh no, I woke up from the flashback. See, um, the most I got from it was that um, they, they were in like a hopeless battle. Mm-hmm. And at one point, Kyle had mentioned that Gordon was supposed to be dead. So uh, it seems like it's setting up like, oh, this is a hopeless battle and it's going to look like Gordon died, but he didn't actually die in that hopeless battle. He went and became a food truck guy. And that's why he's on the run from the military, because he's a deserter. And then they subvert that a little later on <laughs> in a way I found pretty funny. <laughs> yep. But uh, he wakes up to. Um, Arissa had went out hunting the pig. Mm hmm. <laughs> this is a good method. She was hungry. Uh, unfortunately, did not hunt the pig well. Uh, the pig came charging at <laughs> the food truck and did an amount of damage that I was surprised at while reading this. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, um, are they going to have to worry about repairing the truck? No. <laughs> <laughs> See, I just really liked how Gordon like woke up and stumbled. It's like, oh, my head. I'm so woozy from this cold. Am I even awake yet? Sees Arissa riding in on the giant pig. And he's like, yeah, this is a nightmare. <laughs> 
<laughs> She's so she looks so happy. <laughs> but unfortunately, this crash into the food truck uh, causes Gordon some uh, anxiety because it activates the automatic defense mechanism, which cues up the flamethrower we never see again. But you know what? <laughs> I believe it exists. Uh, as sure, he, why not? he then stares at Arissa in the eyes going like, get out of the way. It's going to shoot. And she's like, what? And then the flamethrower shoots and engulfs gets, the entire pig. She gets I, out in the middle in the nick of time. And he's like, oh, thank God. Oh, I assumed she was just fireproof. <laughs> <laughs> it's not super clear which. Well, considering the little bunny thing survived, I assume she dodged. Yeah. Probably. Maybe. But yes, they end up barbecuing this pig. Well, <laughs> flamethrowering the pig. Yes. Close enough. <laughs> yeah, barbecue. Yeah, which is That's great. how barbecue works, right? This is great because Aris is apologizing and he's like, nope, it's a good lesson to always thoroughly cook your meat. And then it's a wide panel shot of just the food truck and the giant flaming pig carcass. <laughs> Of how she still references how she does not like cooking her meat. I wanted to try it raw. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so she wakes up early the next day. Uh, she is excited to tell Gordon how tasty the pig is because she has sliced off a bit from the freshly roasted part. And then my favorite page happens where, um, <laughs> she has given <laughs> Gordon the, like, pork steak. He is having it. Gordon is not on panel basically at all. He is eating this completely off panel, and it is just panel framing Arissa on all fours from the back going like, yep, that's all yours. I've already had my fill. Go ahead and dig in. And it, it's just focused on her butt. <laughs> <laughs> they barely show the meat this entire panel. It's just him going, mm, how tasty. Mm -mm. Very tasty. It's good meat. It's tender. It's, it's real funny. <laughs> uh, it then does segue into a nice little bit where um gordon then starts to teach her like hey if you season meat it actually tastes better mm -hmm. gets out the uh salt shaker and pepper grinder and he teaches her how to cook a little and they connect over that yeah, it's just nice it's a real sweet little bonding moment i love it and uh she also gets to experience the joy of seeing someone eat her cooking and and uh appreciate it and then, you know, immediately back to the status quo. I won't. Uh, all right, I'm taking yours. No, this is mine, but I want seconds. But yep, yeah, uh, this is actually quite literally halfway through the manga. So uh, now is a good time for us to take a quick break. All this stock of food has made me hungry. I need a snack. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Have a nice BLT. Indeed. So we will be right back after this. And welcome back to the show, folks, where last we left our crazy food truckers uh, coming soon to the History Channel. Uh, they had gotten sick of eating pork because <laughs> it's a big, uh, big pig. So it's like, hmm, how about some sushi? Isn't this a desert world? Shut up. <laughs> We're going to make it work. It's a desert world, but we have like oceans places, but those oceans are now lakes. 
but we uh, do know of one place that has a uh, brackish lake, which means that it's got mm, the best sushi fish. Well, no, it's even more insane with that. They don't know a place with a brackish lake. Gordon just has a map from before the desertification, which the way he phrases it is that the map itself is from before the desertification, which means he has a 600-year-old map. That's yes. clearly not what is happening, but that is what he says. <laughs> I think he just means an out-of-date map, or no one has taken the opportunity, oh. despite the fact they have aircraft, to draw a new Resurvey. map. Resurvey, yeah. Yes. It, it is a map from before the water dried up, so he's just like, well, here used to be a big old lake. So mm -hmm. presumably, they still have water. And at Presum the time, it was a brackish lake, so it's we'll probably. See. It's probably a much smaller brackish lake now, which means uh, we'll have some real baller sushi fish. Want to go check it out? Gurgle, don't answer with the sound your stomach makes. As fate would have it, uh, the Vlad squad, <laughs> the Vald squad, <laughs> are also going to uh, this place, the Principality of Towata. Towata. God damn it. <laughs> Just got They're going to Wada. They're going to Wada. <laughs> which uh, is an isolationist place, which has resisted uh, Vald's control uh, over the years. And uh, we have to hope it goes smoothly, uh, smoothly. Otherwise, we might have to take drastic measures. It'd suck if some kind of independent country was invaded for some kind of natural resource they might have. <laughs> like water, in this case. But um, our heroes approach uh, finding a... Uh, shattered battleground of dead tanks it's like uh, these assholes are just trying to look tough hey can we come in and uh sell uh food with our food truck no well darn hey do you guys have sushi here no are we really just leaving but i wanted sushi no we're gonna sneak our way in don't worry about it oh my god a tank the tawada military has bold's wanted posters mm -hmm. which seems weird <laughs> considering She's wanted for being a military secret. Yeah, but they'd be, they wouldn't mention the military secret part. They'd just be like, wanted, this person. It's like, huh, she's wanted by Vald. That means we can use her as a bargaining chip. And that's when they use the giant tank, which... Can, can I just point out how fucking stupid this tank is? No what part of this machine works correctly? I'm, I, I was so confused because... It was them driving around like, all right, we got to come up with a plan to sneak in there. Uh, just hold your horses. I know you're hungry, but and then there's Gordon looking surprised. Next page. Tank. <laughs> Which is like, how did ten, that sneak up on them? The tank 10 times the size of the food truck. Well, I think it, it burst out from behind something, which I acknowledge is stupid, but yeah. <laughs> It, it appeared so suddenly and so close to them that Gordon could not swerve in time and ran into it, which uh, knocked the truck over and... Uh, we get a top-down shot. So big. It's got <laughs> it's like... It's so stupidly designed! It's got like seven guns in different directions. It looks like Russian Badger made this in, in a World of Tanks video. <laughs> uh, room temperature IQ indeed. <laughs> but uh they kidnap arissa out of the out of the toppled truck and it's like what about the old guy and eh, just leave him here accidents happen all the time that doesn't come up anyway 
I mean, <laughs> we also have to preface that the environment around here is that they literally leave like the husk of all those who have tried to usurp Tawada. So yeah. it's kind of like trying to be an intimidation factor. So that is why they're like, you know, accidents happen. We already have like a graveyard of vessels. Leave them here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I think what this is doing is trying to reinforce the point that the, um, the I forget what the government of Tawada is called. It's like the royal it's the principality of tawada the principality of tawada they're the bad guys it is informing you they are bad guys and vald while is antagonistic to the main characters are the good guys because uh as i mentioned earlier i'd only read the first two volumes of this and this arc actually kind of seesaws over the arc split i didn't remember the prince being a gundam villain but man, he's a Gundam villain. Yes. He is such a Gundam villain. Uh, but before uh, we meet the prince, um, we have a scavenger uh, driving along in the night and finds uh, the food truck knocked over. And we know he's important because uh, emblazoned on the side of his uh, scavenger van is the exact same logo as the food truck. And then we uh, we see the guy and uh, he's old dude from the from the flashback. Yep. From the backstory flashback. You another Tawada assassin? Wait a minute, Dylan? General? Holy crap. I have so much blood loss and Gordon falls over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there go my organs. Also, I love the names. Like, Gordon, Kyle, Sarah, Dylan. This Black Scorpion squad had some boring-ass names. <laughs> for Gordon so- Goliath. I, I just love all the Americans hanging around the Sea of Japan. <laughs> I don't know. It's been 500 years and the Pacific's probably completely gone. So they probably came from California in the migrations. You guys acting like we don't have military agreements with Japan. So there's very likely we have bases in Japan, dude. That is also true. It, it also doesn't matter. It's been yeah. such an insane amount of time that things have evolved to be giant. <laughs> But, but yeah. everyone refers to the pre-water, uh, back when there was water, as if it was yesterday. <laughs> mm-hmm. It keeps going back and forth because, like, it gives us a concrete amount of time from a character you can trust. But Gordon and company talk like they saw the ocean. When Kyle says he saw the ocean, he then immediately has to go, well, obviously I wasn't alive for that, but... He, he uh, describes the smell of the dried up seabed as the smell of the ocean. It's like, I've never seen it personally, but I know I've been told that that's what this smell is. But uh, we have Arissa chained in a dungeon uh, by a Gundam villain. <laughs> <laughs> if only she was just chained in a gu- uh, dungeon. Well, she starts off chained in a dungeon. It does, <laughs> he it goes does from turn a- into a Gundam villain. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say an Evangelion villain. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's way more uh, Evangelion than. Uh... Uh, Gordon's been rescued by his old war buddy. They talk for a bit. Uh, they t- they talk for a bit, and uh, Dylan was like uh, the mechanic of the group because in the time that Gordon has been asleep, recovering from his injuries, which looks to be the same night, Dylan has repaired and tricked out the crazy food truck, and also fixed Gordon's glasses. <laughs> We also get a CSI Miami sting where Gordon comes into the garage, sees the food truck, and he's just like, that's one crazy food truck. So uh, the Vald squad shows up. It's like, are you going to submit? No. Okay. We'll we'll be back with 
with with weapons <laughs> and they turn to leave and it's like actually you might want to reconsider that behold <laughs> so on the city gate they have a water tank in the shape of a cross that has naked Arissa strapped into it <laughs> Strapped in such a way as to censor all of the naughty bits. But yes, she is in this water tank. Cross? Cross thing. How How's she not dead for many reasons? I don't know. But the the salient point here is that it's the Sam, first... Sam, it's liquid oxygen. She's breathing it fine. The salient point here is that this is enough to get the vault squad to back off and Mina sees Arissa and she's like, my sister's in danger. I don't know what this emotion I'm feeling is. And Kyle's like, only you can answer that question. Just lock it away in your heart for now. We have a job to do. That is a Gundam character. <laughs> Thankfully, I have an old war buddy in this area who can lend us some wisdom and firepower. We'll go to his scavenger shack in the in the wasteland gee i wonder who it could be i mean we did see the flashback before that point so i know but it's still hilarious so i i have a question why does the tawada military allow someone just to be around scavenging their tank parts if the goal is to scare people away they either don't notice him or he shoots people who try to kick him out or also, they're just incompetent. He's engineer Team Fortress 2. <laughs> yeah, considering how the battle goes, they might just be incompetent, and Vold might be way too nice. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. Yeah, honestly, the, the thing with Vold is, the way the manga presents them is that they are actually, like, managing resources for the common good of all. Whether or not you buy into that kind of depends the intention of the framing is to buy into the fact that whilst vault might be uh a it's a large organization so it's flawed it might have some corruption running through it but ultimately they are working for the greater good it's got lots of uh inter scene violence but uh yeah so uh the vault squad show up at the at the scav hut and it's just like Oh, hey, First Lieutenant, it's Major. By the way, they have Arissa. They have Arissa! Oh, no. <laughs> what do you mean? Why did you not know that? Also, no one seems to recognize that he's a Major now, and it really irritates him, but he will never go off on that. Because <laughs> he's too nice. Is he? He's too <laughs> milk toast. <laughs> he, he, he doesn't have enough, like hatred in him to be actually mean he's just kind of unpleasant <laughs> he's like mildly irritating <laughs> like rex raptor kind of yeah i mean it's like okay can you two stop squabbling we need to get my sister back sister are you talking about orissa yes that is the best way to describe it she's orissa's sister and then mina's stomach starts growling oh yep that tracks well since we're all having a meal together who said anything about that i've made pork cutlet sandwiches what? <laughs> now, these were my favorite back when we campaigned together. I know. <laughs> Kyle says the most insane thing here. It's just like, ah, yes, all the bad memories sure do give this a deep and complex flavor. And I'm like, that, what? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up and eat your food, kid. <laughs> he's a goober. He thinks he's always dramatically talking into the camera. 
he thinks he's like it's so deep it's not a phase mom mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. all right guys in two hours we're starting operation rescue Arissa, which makes it sound like they have a plan do i look <laughs> like See, the the two hours was just so they could make the pork cutlet sandwiches, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Perfection takes time. This is so amazing. Because, like, the idiotic tank rolls up to the gate as if they've hijacked it and are hiding inside. But no! <laughs> Anything weird on patrol? And then actual uh, principality soldier pops out and is just like, nah, well, I mean, there was that truck that we ran over that was gone. And it was probably a scavenger or something that, wait, what? Oh, hey, it's that food truck. It's got way more guns on it. What? <laughs> you know, you know, General, I, I expected we'd have a more elaborate plan than charge the gates. Simplicity. I'm beginning to think Gordon wasn't a very good general. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Battle of Sodom might have been his fault. <laughs> Protag powers. Should not be underestimated. Mm-hmm. It's okay, because they learn that the true method of... <laughs> suddenly breaking through defenses is press the jump button on your car. (laughs) (laughs) If you can't beat them, hijack them. (laughs) They use the the new tricked out uh, food truck to jump onto the tank, which is called the Gigantes, by the way. You see the suspension on this ride. They land. They land perfectly on the truck. It's like, all right, time to hijack it. You're with me, Tanaka. Yes, sir, major. And, you expect a cool action scene. We do not get that cool action scene. No, it's literally what this implies is Tawada's entire military was these five guys at the gate. And the tank. And the tank. I mean, sure, but like, uh, you know what? That's probably what it's going for is their entire thing was they just had a bunch of scavenged tanks and they put them out to scare people from coming. Mm-hmm. That's probably it, actually. Anyway, we cut to the prince who, because he's... I don't even know what kind of villain anymore. Uh, He is in his royal chambers, which has a giant tank of water between behind him. He has Arissa in her water tank cross staring at the water tank. That's much bigger. And he goes, ah, yes. Now it's just you and me. Mm. Don't you enjoy being a royal where we can look at water? Isn't it amazing? That we have so much power. Oh, no, people are in the royal chambers. <laughs> when you say that, I just think of a bathroom. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, the royal chambers, the toilet. <laughs> that is a place that requires a lot of water. Well, yes. you intruders, I must inform you. You know the secret of these royal chambers and that the water is actually housing the royal family's eels, the most noble and pure of creatures. But you would only be allowed to see this if you were a royal. So this is quite the exception. Oh, sh- you've left the door open. Hey, boss, we're also the royal soldier. What the f- are those eels? If you guys said it, but it's like the entire premise around this is they've been guarding a long-held family treasure. So they're just like dedicated, you know, willing to risk their lives for the for the family treasure, something that they assume was very valuable and or yes. And this just, you know, hammers home. You know, it's in the eye of the beholder, I guess. See, my favorite part is that uh he says the eels, plural, but we only ever see one really big eel. So I, I think what that's implying is that the tank has one eel, but the 
lake. The tank has goes a bunch into the lake. Yeah, yeah, the tank or, goes into the lake. Or alternatively, there were multiple eels in that tank. We just don't see them because the back of the uh, tank ultimately uh, gets blown out and it goes into the water. I thought the big eel escaped into it, but yeah. that doesn't come up again. <laughs> I think they eat the eel. Yeah, they eat the big eel. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Because they basically immediately say this is dumb. Yeah, Gordon <laughs> drove his food truck in here, fires the cannon that has leveled cities, according to lore. Uh, drove a the, water tank. Drove the tank with the food truck on it into the royal palace. And shoots the eels because Gordon just fucking hates eels, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Known well, eel hater, Gordon. Well, well, General, we have Arissa. Our business here is finished. Let's get on our way. Well, Kyle, I'm not a military man anymore. As a cook, I have unfinished business with that eel. I came <laughs> here for sushi. <laughs> uh, at which point the, the tank explodes, obviously. And just because why not? <laughs> the eel eats the prince um, as it flops onto the floor. Yep. This is a thing that happens. I love the shadow of the prince posed all dramatically. And it's it, it would be really cool if he didn't have little bug eyes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the, the fact that none of the royal soldiers stay on his side once they see they've been defending eels is just like, this arc is just insanity. <laughs> <laughs> this is the longest and most involved plot arc the manga's had up to this point. We've been isolating ourselves from the rest of humanity. Soldiers have lived and died fighting over this. And it's just a stupid fucking eel? These are some great eels. I can't believe we ever served this moron. I'm done. We're joining Vault. What? <laughs> it is very cute, though. I want one. They're like, do the eels do anything? No, they're just eels. The what? <laughs> they're messengers from heaven. I... Until he said messengers from heaven, I thought the entire thing was they were like electric eels and they were powering a power grid because that sounds yeah. like something that this manga would do. But nope, it was just religious fervor. And I'm like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I really like uh, when they get uh, they get Arisa out of the uh, out of the bubble bath crucifix. <laughs> uh, they they pull her out and uh, it's just like, you OK, Arisa? I'm not okay. Single speech bubble in a panel. Turn to the next page. She She's like, I'm starving! <laughs> Love I food! Oh, and they make so much sushi because they also fish in the lake that... It's unclear if the lake was caused by the tank being ruptured or if that lake was also there. I'm pretty sure the lake was also there. Okay, that makes. And that's why. That's why I think there were more than one. There was more than one eel in the tank, and that the extra eels just went into. Because like they make a point of talking about how the back of the tank exploded into the lake. Okay. Mm -hmm. But regardless, they make a bunch of sushi, which just gives me the question: How do you grow rice in a desert? <laughs> I, I mean, worry about it. I, considering you have sandfish, it seems like the rice is the hard part to get of sushi, but they do mention the sandfish being the, terrible sushi because the grains of sand get into their flesh. It's coarse and it's rough and it gets everywhere. Shut up. God damn it. Not just the sandfish, but the sand women and children, too. Me too. 
Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, that one was really good. He even gives the ex-royal guards some of the sushi, and it's like, but we made life real, like really hard for you. Well, I mean, you were the ones who guarded that treasure, right? You should partake of it. Huh. Thanks. <laughs> to your shame. Yes. <laughs> wholesome. <laughs> wholesome, I guess. And uh, yeah, thus concludes the Principality of Tawada arc. Uh, time for the last arc of the manga. Uh, the price of freedom sure is steep. I didn't know we were playing Final Fantasy VII. Uh, we also have to de-upgrade the food truck because apparently it would scare away customers. <laughs> Gordon, we've never had customers. It's for the aesthetic. That food truck was too crazy. <laughs> <laughs> we need a uh, we need a regular amount of crazy. Anyway, um, are we going to have any conflict with the Vault Squad being here? No, we're just going to amicably go our separate ways. There's a little thing about how Mina wanted to talk with Arissa, but she mm -hmm. passed out from being too full and and then wandered away when she woke up yeah and literally she just goes like hey don't you know you, you've been away from the lab for so long and then Arissa kind of just says something very nebulous that's just like hey I just want to live the rest of my life super happy no matter how long that is what it's fine okay there's a uh, there's one part where Mina goes up to Arissa and it's like who are you again but Sister, we were in the lab together. Wait a minute, one of my sisters. Hold on. Oh, hi, Mina. Wh why did you recognize me by smell? You can't be sure by appearance alone. Anyway. Excuse me, are we going to unpack that? <laughs> no, we are not going to unpack that. We also aren't going to unpack the fact that the dolls seem to be created in models. So there's a bunch of dolls that look like Arissa and a bunch of dolls that are the newer model that look like Mina. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, they're going their separate ways so Gordon and Arissa can just be chill. Yeah, Mina just seems to accept that. What Arissa wants is to not go back to the lab. She doesn't care that it will have her nebulous backstory doom fall upon her. They do use doom as a sound effect, which I like. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, we also have uh, Kyle talking with uh, Gordon about basically the same thing. And... Uh, it's just like, you know that she'll, like, die if she doesn't deal with the backstory doom, right? Yep. She is happy. She is happy like this, and we're just going to keep going with that. So then they, uh, they run into some sand shark chickens. Oh, I love this chapter because it's like, oh, it's a cooking manga. You're obviously going to have to do fried chicken at some point. I'm just wondering how they're going to do it. The chapter cover for this is them both dressed up like Colonel Sanders. I know, it's so good. <laughs> Arissa looks so good like that. And I'm just wondering, like, okay, are they gonna... How are they gonna find chickens? And in the most insane way possible, the truck is chased by these, like, red cock combs coming out of the sand. And they they jump out like sharks, except they're just full roosters. Yeah! How were they swimming through the sand? <laughs> it doesn't matter. The important part is that as soon as Arissa hears that chicken tastes good, she leaps out of the moving uh, truck like, DINNER! <laughs> Fist raised to punch a chicken in the face, as you do. Uh, you're all covered up in scratches, you reckless woman. Oh, well, here's your, here's your chicken. She's like, yes, chicken. It even says that it's Gordon's 12-spice blend. <laughs> the, the secret ingredient of his fried chicken. 
I got to say, I don't know if I was just getting hungry by the time I got to this point in the reading or anything. This looked the best out of all the food they made, this fried Ooh. chicken. It really did. It also has my... It also has my favorite Arissa eating something reaction sequence because <laughs> it's just her with like completely blank eyes. Crunch, 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 gulp. I could this forever. I think it's just because I've eaten a lot of fried chicken and karage and I'm just like, yeah, chicken's obligate. Like you have to have it. But I was really wanted to try those shrimp burgers or those squid, uh, burgers. squid burgers. Couldn't even yeah. remember what those burgers you wanted were called. <laughs> <laughs> No, I just found the chicken to be, you know, generic. I still don't see the appeal of any of it, but... At least I have chicken. <laughs> really? Really? Were you missed out by uh, telling Jacob to read a cooking manga? <laughs> <laughs> Next time, sh uh, Shokugeki no Soma. <laughs> we should really get a guest if we ever do Soma. That seems... Yeah. This actually post-apocalyptic, kind of like, really out there, different world kind of thing reminds me of Toriko. I really liked. It's another food anime, if you're unaware. It preceded Shogeki no Soma. But uh, we get the flashback to the conclusion of Gordon and Kyle's conversation. It's like, look, Kyle, I have never met anyone who appreciates their food as much as Arisa does. So I don't care what she is or what awaits us down the road. I am going to feed that woman as much tasty food as I can with this big zoom in of her super happily eating the chicken. Uh, my heart, my heart is warm. Cause that's what Gordon wants. He just likes it when people enjoy his food and he's not met anyone who enjoyed his food as much as Arissa does. But uh, alas, uh, no good things can last because the, uh, the next day uh, Arissa wakes up and finds that, Despite the fact that she ate and slept a whole lot, her arms are still covered in the chicken scratches. The mm -hmm. super healing is going away. But forget about that. We have chicken and pasta. They do use the leftover chicken to make some nice tomato pasta. It looks so good. I want it. <laughs> it's my two favorite things. Chicken and pasta. Eaten pasta before. But uh, it's at this point that Gordon notices that Orissa isn't uh, getting her super healing, which is intercut with Vlad had vault headquarters, which is a big hole in the ground with a weird cyberpunk skyscraper. <laughs> I, yeah. don't know, I don't know why that's so funny to me. It's just a perfectly circular hole at a random spot in the ground with with the friggin a piece of the big Getty star in it. <laughs> Hexagons are the best guns. Mina gets her shot of super soldier dying to death disease juice, which for some reason is injected through her, the little like collar she wears. Yeah, so, like, that was kind of creepy. I kind of cringed. I assume it's going into her throat. Yeah. But the thing is, there's ways to more efficiently, like if it is going just into your throat, ways to administer that. Yeah. It's weird super soldier juice that needs to go in the neck. Don't question it. Yep. That's how why it not the out. why not like the main carotid artery then? They have different bones. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 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 but it's uh it, it's uh Colonel Sarah who is uh delivering the injection. She's like, So how was your first mission? Oh, it was it was good. It was like I imagined, and also more. Yeah. The food was really good, and I got to see Arissa. Wait, you saw Arissa? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Kyle, 
Kyle, why didn't you report this to me? Kyle. Hey, Kyle, you want to go back to being private, Kyle? Because uh, majors <laughs> don't do this. <laughs> I, I love the panel of her coming to confront him because she just has the most, like, I'm going... I am restraining every urge I have to murder you toothy smile. And yet her speech bubbles are still being punctuated with little hearts. <laughs> it's so menacing. <laughs> Listen, um, you are going to go and get Arissa for real this time. And uh, I am going to come along so you don't do another little cover up. Does that sound good? No, that, that does not sound good. Well, too bad. It's uh, either that or I tell the higher-ups. And then, uh, as if uh, sensing that the uh, end of the line is uh, coming, uh, the, the crazy food truckers get a lot more melancholic <laughs> for this particular drive. Well, it's because Gordon is now concerned about Arissa's health, so mm -hmm. the breakfast they have is miso soup, because that's good for you, also because they're out of ingredients. And the trip they're going on is... Hey, if we drive out to, um, uh, it's like Miami Island, I think. Uh, Miyajima. But uh, they're going there because um, they want to see the ocean. It's, uh, the sea is supposed to still be there. And uh, Arisa's like, oh, the sea sounds like it's full of really tasty things. Let's go. I mean, that was the plan, but you don't have your super regeneration anymore, and I'm concerned for you. I don't want to see you you know continue to wither like this from where we are if you go directly north you'll reach vault hq so we can head that way and get you fixed up if you just turn yourself in they shouldn't kill you and where are you going and she gets out of the truck and hops up onto the roof and gazes up at the moon and i'm like same <laughs> yeah it's really sweet because what she says is if they if I go back, they're going to keep me. And if I have to spend a life away from you, I'd rather have a short one with you. Aww. Being hurt, her injury is not instantly healing. That's fine. Being away from him would not be okay. Well, she already knows that, except for possibly Kyle. No one else can freaking cook, so. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying you want to eat my cooking till you die? Yes. And he's like, all right. <laughs> Well, can't argue with that. Let's make sandwiches. <laughs> they make BLTs and pancakes. Yep. But then it it's them uh it's them making food. Next page cuts to uh the sun rising up. Arissa very obviously naked under a blanket, and I'm like, did they did they Sam, bone or Sam, 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 did you miss the no, like, Sam, no Sam, one, like keep your keep your <laughs> chronology in check because uh, this is not where they boned. Oh, uh, sorry. Okay, okay. The boning happens next. All right. Look at Sam. <laughs> yeah. They they don't bone now. They bone in a much more awkward chapter. <laughs> yes. It is significantly more awkward than that. Because they have that romantic moonlight talk, and then the next day dawns, and Arissa's naked under a blanket. She's always naked. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> exactly. But the way it's framed. Yeah, and yeah. well, I mean, she's always naked. That doesn't mean anything. Because do they make BLTs again? Yeah, BLTs come up quite frequently, which they should, because BLTs, at least, you know, for me, I usually make if I don't have too much other protein sign around. So I'm like, bacon. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, 
they have their breakfast and that's uh their breakfast and miso soup and that's when uh the helicopter with the vault squad now including colonel sarah shows up and uh <laughs> It looks like it's going to be this really long extended uh, chase sequence. And then Gordon's just like, nah, activate the AA gun. <laughs> and um, only because of Mina taking the controls, does do they not get directly hit? So instead it just shoots off one of the propeller blades, making them crash, which everyone survives instead of the entire vehicle just getting atomized obliterated oh hey sarah you're looking good sarah always looks good hi general you're looking good for a dead man oh hey kyle you were in there too are you are, are you serious <laughs> mm-hmm. please ch- think these chases through more both of you <laughs> uh but i i i thought this was uh pretty funny because this is this continues the backstory flashback where it's like ah yes the battle that they cannot possibly win and it's them at the end they won and then they go back to the room and they're like general you're gonna be promoted to a dead man oh those are assassins shoot them in the back of the head hey general you're gonna be a supreme commander i don't want to be supreme commander well what if we just say these assassins killed you that sounds cool i'm gonna go now I'm going to go become a cook. Oh, man. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. I really like how they... Uh, it Specifically, it is the members of the Black Scorpion squad that have already appeared because it's um, Dylan, Kyle, and Sarah. And they're all like, yeah, we'll help you with this scheme. Where are the other two? Eh, they're not here. They're on a mission. <laughs> Their backstories got cut. <laughs> I, I love because they do like this cute thing where they've built him the food truck. And he's just like, hey, what's everyone's favorite meals? I love curry rice. I love a hamburg steak. I love uh, pasta, Neapol- uh, pasta Neapolitan. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, okay, I've made a dish. That's all of your favorite foods combined. That's great. And they're just like, I wish the other two were here for this. Yep. I call it the Sodom burger because Please we, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's called that because uh, it's called that because uh, the desperate final battle was the Battle of Sodom. It's also called that because it's so sinfully delicious. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. On top of that, none of these things should all be combined together. Mm-hmm. They guess... they imply so heavily that that the actual battle is what's being referred to in the backstory, and it's not. It's 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 moderately important to the background. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I guess I'll see you all on the other side then. <laughs> and then immediately cuts back to the present where Sarah's like, screw that, uh, see you on the other side. We're still in the same life. Also, can I just say, they all look great for 18 years later. Three <laughs> years. Pro- probably more. What? Three years. That doesn't, that literally can't be. <laughs> that's, what, that's what Sarah says. She says it's barely been three years. Yeah, she does say that, which means that the doll project has happened, has been going on before. <laughs> but it can't. It started when she took control. Uh-huh. <laughs> but no, this is where we get. This is where we get the part where Gordon must be some kind of face blind because Sarah like grabs the side of his head, pulls him in, and is just like, "Have you ever taken a good look at my face, General?" And he's like, "Uh, I." Uh, I love the implications of this scene <laughs> because like, he is looking and there's a, like a split of him slowly realizing she looks identical to Arisa. Mm-hmm. Huh. Long. Cause everyone else in the background, their reaction is like, are you freaking serious? 
<laughs> and, he, and he literally did not even think of it until right now. He's like, you're right. She does look <laughs> identical to you. Well, the next chapter is going to happen. now. <laughs> Honestly, to me, th this is where I was saying there's there's sort of a feeling that because of the Black Scorpion squad, uh, because they know each other so well, there's like a, a level of it's a probably some, you know, nonsense that they're up to. I'm not going to pay attention to it because mm -hmm. all four of them do it to each other. But she's like, yes, after the day of Sodom, I was put in charge of the doll project where uh, enhanced superhumans were created from my cells. And Arissa is one of the doll prototypes. I guess what this is implying is that they'd already had this project based yeah. on her. And they were like, yeah, mm -hmm. no, we'll just promote you to head of it. Yeah. That is I mean, the only way the timeline makes sense. Exactly. Because um, I'm me, willing to buy it. Mina is very definitely. She's like, I'm eight. No, yeah, Mina mm -hmm. has a confirmed age to the month, so. Which is, which is also before the day of Sodom was supposed to have happened three years ago. Mm -hmm. She's on yeah. an accelerated learning program. <laughs> accelerated learning program. She's literally saying, I cheat. That wouldn't change your perception of time unless they have, unless they have hyperbolic time chambers in there, which considering the uh, extra special super government is called Xeno, uh, maybe aliens. Maybe they do have hyperbolic time chambers. <laughs> the answer to everything is just aliens. Oh yeah, because the takeaway from the backstory is that Vold is... Or maybe not even Vold. The, the super government they're a part of is constantly assassinating the heads of the other factions in the super government they're a part of. Yeah, there's, there's lots of uh, um, interesting violence. Yes, unless the uh, dolls get a regular injection of the activated cells that are taken from me uh that then uh their already short lifespans will degenerate even further and gordon's like hmm and then arissa walks up and is like hey gordon i'm hungry you know what me too we're gonna leave now <laughs> and then they make blts <laughs> gordon did you not hear what i just said she's gonna die so look sarah there's more to life than just avoiding death Sometimes you gotta live a little crazy. And they're like, who, who even is this guy? What, what the <laughs> fuck could that possibly mean? <laughs> yes. Uh, chapter 15, BLT sandwiches one more time. So the big takeaway is uh, the beginning of this chapter is actually um, Sarah going to the head of her organization, which is either Vold or not Vold. I, that part isn't super clear. But... Uh, she's on a tribunal for allowing one of the dolls to get away. Mm -hmm. um, Speci specifically, Arissa, who they say is the project's pillar, and that it has been 35 days since her escape. Time has no meaning. Yeah. I, <laughs> sure. Um, and because of that, they have escalated this, and they're going to give it to Zeno to go reclaim them. And yeah, chapter 15 happens, which is, uh, it starts with allowing Arissa to drive, which was a terrible mistake. <laughs> and they've made it to the island, and they see one of the Tory gates, and a bunch of deer skeletons, which they say deer are an extinct animal. Except these skeletons are the size of buses. They're yeah. huge. Which is terrifying. I want a bus-sized Sika. Yeah, probably. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> So, but I do, no, Jay, no, Jay, he does. <laughs> <laughs> do you know how fluffy their heads are? I want yes. to give them scritches. 
Good luck with that. Your scritches are never going to be enough. They're too big and too demanding. Speaking of be never being enough and being too demanding, uh, they start making BLTs. Yeah, they, they sure do start making BLTs. And what, we've been dancing around this, but literally what happens in this mm -hmm. insane story? They are making the BLTs. They are both enjoying the BLTs. Arissa has eaten all of her BLTs and then goes, I'm still hungry. It's not fair that you still have BLT remaining. Share. She then proceeds to straddle Gordon and bite the BLT out of her mouth, his mouth. And then after finishing the BLT, <laughs> he says the lines. Hold on. I got to quote this because this is insane. Good grief. You're one insatiable woman. It's all gone. That was my sandwich. And then they start making out and presumably... Well, considering the next time we see them, they are both naked watching the tide come in. It is, it is off screen, but it definitely happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they also hold hands and say, I love you. Yep. And I'm, I'm of two minds of this. <laughs> me too, because this caught me so off guard because the entire time I was thinking, like... A adopted daughter like parental oh. bond yeah, I, I got strong daughtery vibes from all of this the Not the <laughs> at all <laughs> the degree to which they uh uh had been chibiifying her like and, and again like the whole like there wasn't like a lot of sexualization of her constantly being naked like i want to give her head pats like she's cute i'm i i i will admit there was like a knee not knee jerk there was um I will acknowledge there's a whiplash here with how this is going. I'm also of the mind, though, that it's clear they were building a romantic tension between them. Like, especially mm -hmm. with, like, the I'm dying and that is a person who loves my food mm -hmm. kind of deal. I'm just chalking it up to the manga did not have enough time to actually build out the romance subplot. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Yeah. And, and here's the thing for me. When I got to the part where it turns it was very much a case where it's like oh i didn't see that coming this is a little weird but yeah i i buy this like it it's not like so out of place that it like feels like a mistake or anything it's just it's surprising it it's very quick and uh i don't i don't know what the production history of this manga was but i have a feeling that there was more planned eye patch guy <laughs> <laughs> there I were two know. arcs I, clearly cut yeah i don't know i kind of felt that it was kind of like the two of them against the world kind of thing mm -hmm. and so that was where my mind was at you know kind of like wild west oh this, just, this goes very this goes very bonnie and clyde very I, fast i was about to say this turns into james bond is literally like my what an insatiable woman you are you ready to have a gunfight? because <laughs> um <laughs> uh, it, it caught me by surprise i don't think it was bad or like the wrong choice to make writing wise it, it, i was just like wait a minute uh but yeah then the price of freedom starts playing because uh while they are um uh once again basking in the afterglow except for real this time uh watching the tide roll in uh under this beautiful moonlit night <laughs> suddenly fully surrounded by military guys <laughs> I, I do appreciate that the sea they found is only like a foot deep of water. <laughs> yes. Well, that's because it creates the endless reflected water plane that you have to have. Mm -hmm. Which 
I I have my biases. I love that. <laughs> this was awesome. <laughs> also, insane how much better funded Zeno is than Vold because mm -hmm. they've got literally like ten tanks here. They they have like an entire armored line. They've got numerous trucks. They've got like a dozen helicopters, a rows of dudes. Also, I I'm not like a military strategist or anything. I don't think you're supposed to surround someone with tanks. No. That seems like a bad idea. <laughs> no. Not unless you're, you have some guys who are expendable. <laughs> we have you surrounded, at least from this side. And you know we would not realistically fire because we'd be literally killing our other half of our horses. I, but, you know, this I, is a manga. We can do what we want. I also love the implication that um, they had sex so hard they, did they didn't not hear notice an approaching this. army. <laughs> yeah. Hey, do you Ew. feel rocking? I feel Ew. rocking, all right. Ew. <laughs> Why? Look, he's old and presumably very experienced, and she's a super soldier with lots of energy. Oh, Fair. God, what's wrong? Oh, I'm sorry, Jay. Now you're uncomfortable with the romance, and we're wrong? <laughs> yes. <laughs> You know what? There. <laughs> so, uh, now now we got to get to the uh, Doctor Strange love reference. Yeah, I do appreciate the, the the like full panel of Gordon tying his bandana back on, completely naked. And apparently, when Gordon's naked, he is jacked. <laughs> yeah, he he buff man. Yeah, and he's just like, we're gonna cook all of these guys. <laughs> <laughs> he is so ready to go. It is awesome. It's like refractory period. Who all this, all this impending violence. Oh, uh, and I'm like, dear reader, you're now noticing we're on the final chapter. Mm -hmm. How are they going to wrap this up in one chapter? Uh, mostly Ex by not explosions, explosions, not wearing clothes. They're, they're just everything you could possibly want. Yep. Friggin', uh, it's your life. I'm gonna let you live it free. <laughs> and the truck flashes. Let's rock. And and we Arisa, are we are Doctor Strange love reference. Arissa jumps out of the car to straddle the cannon that they fire at the enemy, butt ass naked. <laughs> of course, it is awesome. I love this last chapter. <laughs> oh my god, the. The crazy food truck, instead of headlights, has machine guns. Like, it is just mowing down endless people. They're about to be killed by an attack helicopter coming in. I'm like, oh, no. And then Arissa smells Mina. And what happened is they jump a Jeep into the helicopter. Yeah. Cutting it in half. I don't even know how they did that. <laughs> And then there's just an entire page of all the, of just Gordon, Kyle, Arissa, and Mina just looking at each other and all their eyes take up panels for no reason. And this is where I'm like, wait a minute. Is Kyle Gordon's son? Because he's got the exact same eyes Gordon does. Like how the eyes were the way to tell that uh, Mina, uh, Arissa, and Sarah were all related. Yeah, they do have identical eyes now that you're mentioning it. Is it possible that you can only draw so many eyes and they just start to look alike? See, that's what I that's what I thought when Sarah and Arissa looked like each other, and then I was told I was an idiot. 
So <laughs> they, they draw so much attention to the eyes being critical to pointing out who's related to who. The connection, yeah. Alternatively, Kyle might also be a doll because he's also got some like BS superpowers <laughs> as he goes full uh Zach and just draws a sword to face down an army. Nah, he's just Gordon's son. <laughs> Is it superpowers or is it descended from greatness? I I love how there's multiple panels dedicated to making Kyle look badass with his jacket off and his katana drawn. And then just Tanaka walks in all chibi-fied with a gun going like, I'm here too, Major. (laughs) Hey, is this treason? Yeah, it's treason, but I'd rather live free. And then Sarah comes and starts shooting people with a handgun. No, it's even better. Sarah takes over a helicopter by hijacking it and shooting a guy with a handgun. And then she flies the helicopter sideways through the infantry line so the blades chop dudes up. With the most crazy fucking look on her face. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And then we cut to um, Gordon, who is in the crazy food truck with Arissa, and they, uh, they're complete, they made it out. Mm-hmm. By all appearances. Yeah. And he's just asking her, hey, you, uh, I can tell you're hungry. What do you want to eat? BLT sandwich? Maybe some mm-hmm. pancakes? And they just start listing all the things they've made. And he's just like, you know what I could really go for? Omelet rice. And she's like, oh, I've never had that before. And then he's just describing exactly how you make it. And then a missile comes and hits the back of the car. And he's just like holding her hand and continues explaining how you make omelet rice as fire just engulfs and you're like, oh my God, crazy food truck, don't go here. (laughs) I was choking up so bad, man. It's just him explaining to her how the finished dish would be and how good. The taste will have you so happy you could melt as the truck is engulfed in flames. And then because this is an action movie, a group of soldiers are now holding their guns up against the flaming wreckage of the truck. And of course, because it's an action movie, Arissa and Gordon step out from the flaming wreckage. Mm-hmm. Looking badass as hell. But uh, it's like, hey, fellas, you hungry? Here's some soup. And he tips over the soup and grenades roll out. Ah, wait, it's not finished. Let me nuke it in the microwave. The microwave's a vessel launcher. <laughs> and he kills a bunch of them. He's like, that was our last hurrah. And Arissa's like, what? And then the panel goes out to see they're surrounded by hundreds of people. I don't think we're getting out of this one. So, hey, before we go out, Arissa, out of everything I've cooked for you, what tasted the best? And she says she loved all of it, all of his cooking. Uh, and then we get this lovely page where it's the gunman aiming at them. It's the two of them looking at each other, and it's just her saying to him, thanks for the food. And then the muzzle flash of them shooting them. And then the final page is just them getting shot and splattered as fire erupts and they're kissing. But it's like the shadow of them. It's all in silhouette. And God, the... I teared up. It's it's way more impactful than I thought this manga was going to give me. (laughs) Uh, Then we cut to five years later in Blue Lake City that appears to have rebuilt amazingly. Yeah. Yeah. Paved roads, cars, telephone poles are up. Yeah. And there's a food truck where people are getting uh, PLT sandwiches. And you're like, oh, did they make it? Nope. It's uh, Mina and Kyle and Tanaka. Mina. 
Mina, now 13, uh, is dressed exactly like <laughs> Arissa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kyle is dressed. He wishes he looked exactly like Gordon. Yeah. <laughs> He's got his crappy little peach fuzz goatee. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to say we've, we've skipped this so far, but like, dude, if you're going to be living with a 13 year old girl, you can't look like that. <laughs> like he, <laughs> he looks like a child molester. <laughs> yeah, it's not a great look. Also Tanaka's there. Who's also wearing <laughs> a, a Hawaiian outfit. shirt. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's for the brand. Yep. Yeah, the brand of Arissa and Gordon's. A chain of food trucks run by the military. Also, other people have cars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's not run by the military because uh, <laughs> they committed treason. They left the military. We have no way to know that. <laughs> well, uh, when uh, Tanaka calls him Major, he says, quit calling me that. I've been a cook for five years now. Yeah, because they ended all government in that giant final blowout. <laughs> Canceled. They canceled the government. That's crazy food truck. It sure was. It It sure sure did happen. It sure was crazy and about a food truck. Uh, The price of freedom sure is steep. Anyway, um, so favorite character and um, given the source material, favorite dish. (laughs) Uh, I'm not going to lie. For as much of a goober he is, I love Kyle. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's because he's such a goober. He's he's a complete freaking nerd. He tries so hard to be cool. He pulls it off maybe for half a panel at the very end. <laughs> and he he's fun. And uh for the favorite dish, I did praise the uh the fried chicken earlier, but man, that seafood curry. I want that. That looks so good. Uh Matt, how about you? Favorite character and favorite dish? Oh man, I gotta go with Gordon. Gordon is just uh, he he's done with fighting. He just wants to like cook for people. And then all these people just keep wanting him to keep fighting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> His entire character could be summed up with uh, as soon as I was out, they pulled me right back in. Oh man. And uh favorite dish. Uh so I mentioned the fried chicken earlier. I think it does look the best, but I got I gotta go with that. Um that pork katsu sandwich looked delicious. Ooh, yeah. And a taste of regret, which is the best flavoring. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Jay, how about you? Easily, Arissa. She is my spirit animal. Um, second shout out to Kyle, because I just like memeing on Kyle. Um, <laughs> favorite dish. Um, so I know I mentioned the squid burger, um, but I have to hand it to the pork steak. Um, that just looked so juicy and delicious. And the way it was cooked is also just amazing. So, yes. All right. And Jacob, favorite character and favorite dish? Uh, in all honesty, I think Sarah's probably my favorite. I loved pretty much the entire cast. But, I don't know, Sarah managed somehow to be simultaneously a serious character in a comedy manga and also a funny character in a comedy manga in some cases at the same time. And I really appreciate that. I'll, I'll say <laughs> runner up is high patch guy. <laughs> Why is he so heavily characterized in the corner <laughs> of a scene? He oh. was, I know the answer to the question, but why? <laughs> Those two flashback guys who they were like, I don't know how to make a food for five people. Uh. Let's just have three of them. 
Yep. <laughs> All right. And um, I know you don't understand why we humans have a need for food, but favorite dish? Uh, oh, right. There was food in this story. Um, hmm. The bacon sandwich. It looked good. Ky- Kyle's, yeah. ba- Kyle's plain bacon sandwich. Oh, yes. It, it involved oh. bacon. I like bacon. Bacon is a food that I've eaten before. <laughs> All right. So uh, normally this is where we'd say, would you continue reading? But that was the whole manga. So uh, thoughts on the story? Um, I, I guess in conclusion, I really, really enjoyed this. Uh, if there was more, I would absolutely continue to read it just because, you know, great road trip vibes, really, um, really enjoyable dynamic between the two uh, main characters. And yeah, we said it before, the uh, three out of four hosts agree. The uh, the romance could have used some more time to cook. So let him cook. All right. Uh, reverse order. How about you, Jake? Um. So, yeah, I, I feel a, so, a similar sentiment that um, if there was more, I'd definitely continue reading. And in all honesty, I kind of want to see more of this world. There are a lot of problems with the nuts and bolts world. Uh, world building and timeline elements but i do feel like a lot of that had to do with the fact that there was clearly meant to be more um which gives me the impression that it was rushed and the rushing is where a lot of like the timeline incongruities come from that there's a more complete version because man like it's on pure vibes but like the world building in this manga is so interesting i want to spend more time in this world you know, and the mm-hmm. characters that inhabit it are great in their own right. So, I mean, like if this got like a like a a remake that, you know, fleshed out the story a little bit or perhaps a sequel series or something like that, I'd be all about checking that out. All right. Jay, how about you? So, as you've already said, probably the romance, I agree, could have been developed a little bit more. Um, but I I'm really interested about, again, familiarizing myself more so with this new post-apocalyptic world, the creature it could just be because I'm really interested about the different mutations about the creatures out there, but I wanted to know, you know, more encounters with creatures, you know, food ingredient, food ingredients aside, you know, what else does this world kind of look like? Um, also for me, I was a little interested more in the development of like what the government structure kind of was. So that's kind of where I was just like, so is this, there are obviously principality. There are different states. Um, the majority of states have acquiesced to, um, I want to say Vlad, but Vald. Um, <laughs> so I'm just kind of like I mentioned before, it's really interesting that, you know, Gordon had this map, but we don't even know what this world really looks like or what the structuring is or um, aside from the water scarcity, like what their primary motivation really is. You know, is so that just world building, I guess, is what I would like to see more of. You're you're saying the government structure in this series was a bit undercooked? Yes, it is a bit undercooked. <laughs> I prefer mine a little more well done. <laughs> All right, and Matt. Oh man, I so I would love to read more of this if it existed, but I also kind of have the other point. I think I like how short it was. I think it yeah. fits the real good road trip vibe of just a bunch of cool destinations and then wrapping up the plot. It creates a nice, succinct little story that I think I would really love 
if this was just turned into like a feature length movie. I think mm. it's the perfect length for it. It gives you just a nice little touch of the world. You get to have like the montage of them doing a bunch of little fun things. Just a nice like two hour anime movie. Perfect. Yeah, this, yeah, this would be a, a great movie. As the, the manga said it himself that the goal for this was to create like a road trip movie. Like mm. something that just feels good experiencing a journey with the characters as you sit comfortably as they're having an adventure. And like, that's exactly how I read this. This was just cool vibes of discovering new things. The world building wasn't really there, but that's also not the point. Mm -hmm. It was there to be cool. Also, I really liked from the, about the author that his pen name is meant to be uh, rock and roll. <laughs> Rockuro Ogaki. And uh, yeah, thank you everyone uh, once again for tuning into the Overmanka Cast. As always, you can find us on all your social medias where we are at Overmanka Cast, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, you can also find us on YouTube where you can like, comment, and subscribe. Uh, the episodes go up there on a two-week delay, uh, so if you want to keep up to date, uh, we also have OvermangaCast.com, uh, which also has a feature for uh, commenting on individual episodes. We also appreciate reviews and recommendations in any and all forms. You can reach out to us over mangacast at gmail.com. Tell us a series you'd like us to read or just, you know, tell us we're awesome. Give us five stars. We deserve it. Come on. We do. Come on. Do it. Do it. <laughs> and make sure to uh, tune in next time where uh, I guess the theme of cooking will continue with The Devil is a Part-Timer, chapters 1 through 11. Uh, isekai nonsense, but with McDonald's. All right. Delightful. So read that if you're keeping up with the show, and we'll catch you all next week. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night. Hey, I'd like to order one shrimp burger. We're at a shrimp burger. You have squid. Oh. I mean, does <laughs> it go good squid. with beer? Oh, yeah. Do you sell beer? No. Oh. Well, I guess I'm just going to wait for the next food truck. <laughs>